When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Turf Show Times, the podcast. I'm J.B. Scott, and with me is Blaine Grissack, one of the top writers at Turf Show Times. His stuff he's been putting out is absolutely excellent. So we're here to give you our last-minute thoughts 24 hours ahead of the Rams 49ers Monday night football contest. And, you know, there's a lot of injuries to talk about. You know, there's a lot of great matchups in this game. But uh, make sure you subscribe to Turf Show Times, the podcast, just because, you know, this is one of three weekly installments we do. We'll be back to give our instant reaction right after the game. And then Kenneth Arthur and I do a midweek type podcast in the middle of the week. So make sure you never miss an episode. Make sure you never miss an installment. And, you know, make sure you check check back at Turf Show Times for all the great content our team puts out on a weekly basis. So, Blaine, any final thoughts on that Rams-Cardinals game? An important divisional matchup. Rams take that lead. Hope to build on it here in week four against the 49ers. Yeah, you know, it was a good win. I think it was a win that the Rams needed. It was one thing to beat the um, beat the Atlanta Falcons in week two, but to come back and go on the road, um, winning indiv- winning division games on the road are never, are never easy. And yeah, the Rams offense missed some opportunities, but um, you know, the, the 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 defense was suffocating and and and, and got the job done. And, and that's what that's what you need with a um, with 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 a road with a road division win for sure. Yeah, it was almost masterful Raheem Morris's game plan where the Cardinals just kind of ran out the clock on themselves. And it was really fascinating to see. I'm not sure I can remember a Rams game where it worked like that. But, you know, the Cardinals never found the end zone. The, the Rams kept tackling them in bounds and the clock kept running. And, you know, that deficit, the Cardinals never really ever able to carve out a meaningful, you know, chunk of that out. So uh, I know you took a lot of heat on social media, Blaine, because of, you know, complimenting Raheem Morris and his game plan. But, uh, I think you're absolutely 100% in the right. So way to way to take the right opinion on that, I believe, at least according to me. So. I mean, like from the second quarter on, the Cardinals had three of their four drives go 10 plus plays. So they had, on those three drives, they ran 64, 64 plays and held the ball for over 27 minutes. They converted four fourth downs on, on those drives. Like, and they spent all that effort and scored nine points on those. Like that's so, that's so infuriating for an offense, so frustrating. And um We'll see if the I, I don't know if they'll be able to, to implement that same game plan this week, but um, we'll we'll see what what Morris does. He put out a great great game plan last year in the NFC Championship game, so we'll see if he does something similar. Sure, and we're going to get into those matchups. I think you know Bobby Wagner is an important addition, especially for this game. But we'll get into it. So let's talk about injuries, just because while that that injury report is getting so lengthy for the Rams and a really surprise addition, I didn't know until this morning. You know, we're we're here Sunday morning preparing for Monday night's game and I had no idea David Edwards suffered a concussion this week in practice and you know he's going to be out for this game so you're missing two starters on that offensive line both in the interior you know center Brian Allen and then left guard David Edwards Blaine any idea who steps up and who's the guy that slots in behind Edwards is it Ode Abushi? do you have any other thoughts on that I, I wish it was going to be Abushi. I, I think he's I think he's the best option that the Rams have right there but unfortunately I think it looks like it's going to be Bobby Evans uh, at that spot and given what we've seen from him in the preseason this just as last year and over the last couple of years honestly um that's against 
probably one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. Uh, throwing Bobby Bobby Evans in there um, to protect Matthew Stafford is a very scary thought. So um, I guess we'll we'll see how he performs. But it, 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 it kind of as, as of right now, I think it looks like Evans is going to be that 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 guy that that replaces replaces David Edwards. And I mean, David Edwards hasn't been playing that great to start the year, but um, he certainly, I think, um, is a better player than Bobby Evans at this point. So um, I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see exactly what happens. And hopefully, hopefully Stafford can stay clean because that's going to be key in this game. Yeah. You wonder how much di- more difficult Edwards job became this year, not having a hall of fame talent manager Wh- Whitworth next to him, you know, that veteran leadership, you know, Joseph Noteboom moves into that role and, you know, maybe that just makes Edwards job more difficult, but Certainly, as the injuries pile up, the season-ending injuries to Tremaine Ancrum and Logan Bruss really loom large. Those would be the next men up in that regard. And, you know, Abushi, you signed him like three weeks ago off the street, and he had a season-ending injury a year ago. So not really sure if he's ready for that for that heavy of a load. But, um, yeah, I, I guess one maybe alternative option is Jeremiah Cologne played a lot of center in preseason. Maybe you can shift Coleman Shelton around or something, but – I really, you're one injury away from reaching a catastrophic level on this offensive line. So Bobby Evans stepped in for Rob Havenstein a week ago. And um, if the Rams have to go to the second string this week, it's, it's, they're going to be pretty thin. It's going to be pretty worrisome. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. We talk about all this stuff. Hopefully they all play every snap and that'd be great. So um, let's get into the secondary. It seems like it's going to be pretty much the same setup as it was a week ago against the Cardinals. David Long Jr., Kobe Durant, they're out for the game. Darion Kendrick had a concussion last week against the Cardinals, missed some practice this week, but really I think he's in for this game. What did you make of Kendrick and Grant Haley in their, in their game against the Cardinals last week? Uh, Kendrick's pretty much defensive debut in 2022. Yeah. I mean, I thought both players played, um, played pretty well. Kendrick um, was, I think, I think the standout among those two, among those two guys, but I think it's, it's worth just, kind of keep in mind that that was a very depleted Arizona Cardinals wide receiver group. They had Hollywood Brown, AJ Green kind of went out early in that game. Uh, Greg Dortch was Greg Dortch is the most productive wide receiver in that group right now. And that's, I don't think that's really a, a good thing as much as I, I really like that for Greg Dortch, but they're out, they, they were out DeAndre Hopkins. So, um, it was a very depleted group. I mean, and the 40, the 49ers don't necessarily have wide, wide receivers that can exploit Kendrick's long speed. We saw Kendrick get, get beat last week by Hollywood Brown vertically. And I don't think the 49ers necessarily, that's not really their offense, uh, per se, but, um, it's going to be a, a, a huge test for sure. Just because, you know, I, I think when it comes to just offensive design, Kyle Shanahan is a lot better than Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury and, um, can do things that can exploit the inexperiences of, of both Kendrick and Haley. Yeah, probably an understatement to say Shanahan's better than Kingsbury, maybe, but uh, uh, I think it's a pretty big deficit in that regard. But, you know, Kendrick was targeted 16 times against the Cardinals, according to the PFF tracking. So he was tested. He really held his own. And, you know, that's a really uh, encouraging sign for his development. And, you know, he's a rookie. He, this was his first action. He's only going to get better. At least that's the hope. So Jordan Fuller, also the safety kind of the third the third safety in that group this year. He's going to return with a hamstring injury. So that shorthanded say the secondary group, they're getting all they need all the help they can get and you know, Jordan Fuller leader in that regard will be back this week. So that's a good sign for the Rams. And then we go on the other side of the ball for the 49ers. You know, left tackle Trent Williams was put on IR recently. Probably one of the best football players in the entire NFL regardless of position. So He's out for this game. He might even miss, you know, the Rams play the 49ers in about three or four weeks, and he might even 
be in jeopardy of missing that game as well. So uh, whoever the 49ers replace him with, the, you know, that they have two players they kind of go back and forth with at this point, but it's going to be a big step down in that regard. So Al Shire, the linebacker, is out with a knee injury. He's been a very productive player, especially against the Rams of late. So, and, you know, the San Francisco seems pretty thin at tight end behind George Kittle. Tyler Croft has already been ruled out. Ross Dwelly has a rib injury. He's questionable, but maybe, you know, a rib injury is something you can kind of, you know, take an injection and play through possibly. And then this is a big question for the 49ers is what happens with Eric Armstead? He has a foot injury. Can he play in this game? You know, with someone like David Edwards out, that would, uh, the loss of Armstead really loom large for San Francisco, um, but it'd be a big benefit for the Rams. And then also first round defensive tackle, you know, a couple of years ago, Javon Kinlaw is questionable with a knee injury. So playing any of those 49ers injuries stand out to you? I mean, obviously, I think you have to look at the 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 the, the, the one to Trent Williams. I mean, he's like you, like you said, he's one of the best players in in football by far, the best left tackle in football. Um, is it, it, it's going to be really crucial, I think, for guys like Justin Hollins and Trell Lewis to, to to get pressure on left on that left side because uh, Floyd usually plays plays on the right because against the right tackle typically, and so it's, it's going to be up to Justin Hollins and Trell Lewis to get to to to, to take advantage of. Of that of, of of that matchup and 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 win on win, win on that side because if, if they can, and Jimmy Garoppolo is not the most not the most mobile quarterback. So if you can if you can disrupt him at all, he's he's very much like Tom Brady in the, in that in that aspect where if you can kind of get him off his spot, uh, good thing good things good things can happen for you. And um, that 49ers offensive line on, on the interior is also a little um, little banged up with, with with Alex Mack not there anymore. Um, so. Yeah, if, if if you can get someone like Terrell Lewis, who's actually played pretty well this year, um, especially as a pass rusher, it's uh, it, 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 some some good some good things could happen on that side of the ball. Yeah, I've been saying for a few weeks, I'd really like to see Lewis just take the reins of that position. I, I really don't like to see him platoon with Justin Hollins. I think he's been head and shoulders better, but I know I understand they play maybe some different roles. Hollins is a great run defender, but Lewis just has that juice as a pass rusher, and he's really played on both sides, even behind Leonard Floyd. So. Uh, I think you got to get him on the field, keep him on the field. He's been really great for the Rams and uh, hopefully he can take that position over moving forward or, you know, maybe the Rams at the trade deadline acquire a star pass rusher, but let's, let's talk about the Rams when they're on offense. The number one thing that, that worries me heading into this game is, you know, you saw Joseph Noteboom struggle on that Thursday night game against the Buffalo Bills, Von Miller, you know, he was fired up against his former team, of course, but he really exposed Joseph Noteboom in a big way. Rob Havenstein had an injury last week. He's probably been, you know, the Rams' most consistent, dependable offensive lineman this year. But how do the Rams slow down Nick Bosa? Do you think – and what confidence do you have that, you know, he's not going to interrupt Matthew Stafford in this passing game on Monday night? Um, I, I have very little confidence in this offensive line um, heading into this game, just 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 because of like the the injuries that we 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 talked about earlier, and then uh, the Rams have already been asking a lot of, of someone like Rob Havenstein. He's been helping Alaric Jackson quite a bit, um, and he really didn't look look like himself last week, even before the injury. Like you said, Joseph Nopeum really struggled against Von Miller in Week One. He's allowed 16 pressures this year, which is the third most in the NFL. Of course, most of those did come against Miller. Um, it's it, 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 it's probably the matchup that that worries me that worries me the most, just because of how good and how deep that that 49ers defensive line is. And then also, D'Amico Ryan's is a very good defensive coordinator, and um, he'll draw up some stunts that that, that that could cause issues for 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 the Rams front. And um, they, they they need to find ways to slow down that pass rush, whether it's a screen game that's been really effective this year with the, with the tight ends. Hig, Higby's been very good on the tight end screens. Um, 
Rams utilized play action quite a bit last last week. Rely on the quick game a little bit. I'm I'm gonna be interested to see what what McVay pulls out here because he's gonna be he's gonna be facing quite a challenge with with the state of the offensive line. Sure, and much has been made of you know the Rams how they're utilizing play action differently or differently since they traded for Matthew Stafford. But now that the team has inserted Ben Skronik at fullback, do you think they're kind of utilizing that more traditional play action uh, downfield attack? more with him in the backfield or is it pretty much the same as last year you think uh no i i agree when, when, when they pass out of that set i said a lot a lot of the times it does come out of play action and it, it does open up some things we saw last week i i would, I would love to see the rams utilize screwing a lot more in the passing game out of that set you saw him come out last week on a on a leak on the back side i would love to see that see, see that more um just because, uh, I mean, Skronik is, is technically wide receiver, but he kind of has that size, has that size where he's kind of that tweener tight end as well. You can put him in that role, and that's how, how McVay is using him. And um, yeah, I, I, I would love to see see him utilized in that role as a pass catcher, as a fullback more, and um, would expect that would expect to see, see that some more um, some some more this week. And the thing is with, with, with this package too is the Rams need to keep it, keep evolving it because as, as more of this. This package gets on film. It's not going to come as a surprise to some of these defenses. So if you can keep evolving it and and add some touches, it's it, you'll, you'll they'll have success with it going forward the rest of the year too. Makes sense. It'd be nice if Ben Skronik could play left guard too. I guess right, but uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, no no Rams player has done a one a, a one eighty from a fan's perspective more than Skronik has the last year. Really, he was the goat of the NFC Championship game, dropping a wide open touchdown pass. You know, he dropped a number of passes last season, but the, the Rams are just utilizing him. He's been one of the mo- most important players on offense in that regard, where he's he's given the team more ways to utilize, to just give different, just stress defenses with different looks and such. And, wow, he's really coming on strong. I think, you know, fan he's becoming a fan favorite in that regard, and that's a complete 180 from where he was a year ago. So one thing, like Tyler Higby, I would say, maybe this is a controversial hot take, but he's been wide receiver number two for the Rams. Uh, you have Nick Bosa on the other side. The pass rush is going to be fierce. Maybe, you know, the Rams haven't really been able to push the ball down the field in 2022. They did a little bit more against the Cardinals, but for some reason, you know, like Matthew Stafford missed Cooper Cup. Maybe there's a miscommunication there. Missed Tutu Atwell. There are a couple other disconnects on those deep passes, but the opportunities were there. They were taking them. They just couldn't really complete them in that regard. But uh, I think that's usually a good sign of things to come potentially. But what do you think of this downfield passing attack? and maybe like getting Allen Robinson involved, but uh, who do you think steps up in this game against the 49ers? Yeah, the number two receiver role hasn't been, hasn't been good just because the Rams right now, they have, I, they have they have a lot of guys that do kind of the same thing. I mean, Cooper Cup is very good in the short inter, in intermediate areas, areas of the field. That's where he dominates. You, you don't really want to want Cooper Cup to be your vertical wide receiver. Not, not that he can't do it, but he, that's not his uh, preferred role, that's for sure. Uh, Allen Robinson, same thing. He's he's kind of better in that short, intermediate areas of the field. He's not really that vertical, deep threat. Uh, same with Ben Skronik. He, the, the, these guys are all very good in the same areas of the field. So I think it's just kind of um, put an exclamation point on like how much the Rams miss Van Jefferson. Um, just because he is that vertical threat that this offense has has has, has missed has has missed this year, and uh, as much as I really pound the table for Tutu Atwell over the offseason, I, I don't think he's necessarily ready to take on that larger role. Um, and it, I would have loved for him and Stafford to connect connect last week. It just it just didn't happen. Um, and I mean, the, the Rams really need need a guy like Allen Robinson, like Allen Robinson, to set up uh, to step up. I mean, you look at the NFC Championship game last year and. 
Odell Beckham Jr. had over 100 yards in that game, and that was a huge difference. They need a second option outside of Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup is going to do his thing, but you need somebody else to kind of take take that pressure off and become a, become a become a second threat that the Stafford can rely on. Yeah, and those Rams receivers are going against a very formidable safety tandem, and you know, Tashawn Gibson and Hufanga, those guys are enforcers in the middle of the field. So uh, if they're going to hit you. So you got to make sure you're protecting your body, protecting the ball, and they're going to force turnovers. They're, they're a fearsome duo. So uh, interesting to see what kind of impact they have on this game. But let's go to the other side of the ball. Let's talk about the Rams defense. And, you know, the Rams arch nemesis is back. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, Trey Lance went down. Jimmy Garoppolo, is he's making the return as a starter. He's 6-1 and one in his career versus the Rams. And we know those have been close games. We know he just kind of nitpicks and and – dimes you apart and it's it's kind of painful to watch but he really just plays winning football against the Rams and does just enough to get his team over the hump so the 49ers they're probably going to try to follow the Bills game plan from week one but maybe the difference is you know Jimmy Garoppolo is a lot less talented quarterback than someone like Josh Allen so Garoppolo will give you opportunities to make plays on the ball uh, it's a matter of you know will you catch them will you convert on those opportunities and with the Rams young secondary you have Darion Kendrick and Grant Haley out there do they seize those opportunities? And I think that's what it boils down to for me. Uh, Blaine, what are you watching with the Rams on defense? How do you slow down this, you know, this is a 49ers attack that features a heavy run game, a lot of short yards passes over the middle of the field. You know, how do you, what, what are you watching out for? Yeah, I mean, they have to take away the middle area, the middle area of the field. I mean, I think quarterback can be the difference here. I mean, a guy like Josh Allen can hit every single area of the field. I mean, Garoppolo is not going to hit a lot of passes outside the numbers. That's just not, not where he, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have the arm to do it. Um, and if you, if you look last week, um, if you look, if you look last week at the last week in, in, in the Cardinals game, a lot of Kyler Murray's throws came outside the numbers. I think only, only a handful of, of, of passes were, were even attempted inside the hashes. So if, if you can kind of implement that same game plan and force Jimmy Garoppolo to, for, to throw the ball outside, um, I, I think that really benefits the Rams. And um, and, the, and that middle area of the field, that, that that's where Bobby Wagner and um, and, and Ernest Jones are. That's, 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 that, that's their real estate. They're going to have to step up in this game for sure. Interesting. Yeah, I think Bobby Wagner is going to be so important uh, just because whenever the – 49ers played the Seahawks in recent years. He was so good against that run game. And, you know, the Rams really have struggled. And you've seen Troy Reader, those inside toss plays that the 49ers run. Troy Reader just didn't have the athleticism or that maybe he didn't have the savvy to read the play and react and take the right angle to get there in time. And the 40, Kyle Shanahan has abused the Rams middle linebackers over the years. And that's probably not going to happen with, with Wagner in the fold here. So uh, hopefully the Rams can stop the running game really put pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo in this passing game. But one thing I think that's kind of interesting about the 49ers is, you know, Trey Lance seemed to have more of a rapport with Brandon Ayuk, and Garoppolo seems to work better with Trey, uh, with Debo Samuel. So Lance, the Lance-Samuel connection wasn't really that efficient or productive. Uh, you know, Debo Samuel is playing in the backfield a lot more just because the 49ers have had so many injuries in that backfield. So um, it's going to be interesting to see, but this is definitely a big upgrade, as you said over Greg Dortch and Marquise Hollywood Brown uh, with, with IU and Samuel in the fold. And, you know, they also have a guy like George Kittle. He's pretty good too. So yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. And I, 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 I am interested to see how this um, Rams defense fares up fares against this, um, this 49ers rushing attack just because Rams defense, it, 
so, so far this year, it's, it's, it's almost been like you run at great gains and it's, it's like running into a brick wall. And I, I mean, you look, you take away Samuel's 51 yard run in week two. That was honestly, it was always broken up early anyway. I mean, he's averaging only 3.75, 3.75 yards per carry this year. Uh, if you take away that run, which is, which is less than half of what he had last year. So um, the Gaines, Hollins, Floyd Robinson, they, they, they've all been really good uh, against run this year. And um I think this will be a good challenge for them just because Samuel and Wilson are both extremely elusive. So if they can make that initial tackle, I think they can really make it put a dent in this 49ers, 49ers rushing attack. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the 49ers also signed Marlon Mack recently. Wouldn't have hated having someone like that in the Rams backfield. You know, maybe it's just some kind of insurance. I know the, the team signed Malcolm Brown. Uh, maybe he's going to be a goal line type back this week for the team, but uh, we'll see moving forward. But uh, you know, Max had his fair share of injuries. Who knows what he is at this point in his career also. But let's get into some final thoughts on this game. You know, the Rams have a chance to become three and one, send the 49ers to one and three and take a commanding lead in the division. So uh, on the flip side, you know, the 49ers, they can tie the division at two and two. There's a good chance that, you know, based on the matchups this week, that the whole division's at two and two if the Rams drop this game. So Blaine, who needs this game more and why is it important for the Rams to come out on top? Yeah, I mean, I think you make a case for both teams, honestly. I mean, the, the, the Rams really really need to take control of the FTUS early right now. It's just, I, I think over the next, next, um, next, I think, five or six weeks, they have some very winnable games. So, I mean, you, you beat San Francisco this week, you can really kind of take control of this division. But at the same time, I mean, you look at the other side and the 49ers, they, I don't think they can afford to go one and three either. They, they do have some winnable games coming up, but one and three is tough to uh, tough to bounce back from, especially um, if you've already lost that head to head to to that to that team team in first place in the division. Um, so I think you can make a case for both teams, but but on the Rams side, I I, I do think they need this game more. Um, I think you, you I think you saw last year beating the 49ers in the NFC Championship game that 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 was a huge boost going into the Super going into the Super Bowl. It was a big um big confidence booster it, it made those guys believe that they, they they could win the super bowl beating a team that they hadn't beaten in three years um so i i think winning if the rams could beat the 49ers given all the injuries that they're going through on the offensive line and everything i think it would it would it would put a lot of belief in this team and just be a huge boost for the rest of the season nice and we don't we don't normally make predictions but you know i'm kind of in the predicting mood so i'll go first to give you some time to think but i think this is going to be a defensive struggle I think the Rams offense is really going to struggle with, with injuries on the offensive line, but uh, Bobby Wagner is really going to make the defense uh, or he's really going to make the difference in this game and uphold that run defense. So I'll go Rams 20, 49ers 14, and maybe t- like similar to the NFC championship game, Jimmy Garoppolo has the chance to bring his team back and win the game and just falls short. And that's the difference of just the quarterback position in this game. Uh, I think Nick Bosa is going to have multiple sacks. I think Matthew Stafford's probably going to turn the ball over a couple of times, but uh, at the end, the Rams, you know, they're the better team. They just come out on top. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm like you. I, I also see a very low scoring game. I, I see it being sloppy, a lot of turnovers. Um, I just, when, when you look at, I think the biggest matchup in this game, I think it's the Rams offensive line going up against the 49ers defensive line. I think the 49ers have a huge advantage um, at, at that spot. I mean, I, I, I think it could be, very similar to to the Bills game week one, not necessarily score wise, but just 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 that complete mismatch on that on that on 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 the on in 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 the trenches there. Um, I'm I, I'm I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go. I think 49ers 20, Rams 17. But um, 
and I think that that's restricted because this game's going to be in Santa Clara and in, in, the Fortnite are going to be the home team. Um, so I'll, I'll give them the advantage, but I could, I could see this game going, going either way. Like I don't, I, it's not, I don't think the Rams have a chance at all. Like I, I do think they could overcome their offensive line, line um, injuries, but I, I just think being, being going on the road um, division road games, like I said earlier, they, they, they are difficult. So I, I think I'm going to give the 49ers the slight advantage. Awesome. Uh, well, I mean, it gets not awesome that the Rams dropped this game, but that's okay. It's a long season. They'll have time to make up for it potentially. But uh, what other what other games just around the NFL, not even in the NFC West or the Rams division that you're watching this week? Any particular matchups? Uh, I'm actually I'm really excited to see um, see that the the, um, the, the Lions Seahawks game that that that, that that's I, I, I Jared Goff is playing just extremely well right now. He's um, I, I I love seeing him play the play playing the way that he is. He's playing probably as good as he has since 2018. Maybe not at that level, but as good as he's been since then, um, for sure. Um, they'll be shorthanded without without St. Brown and DeAndre Swift is also out. But um, I, I'm excited to see the former the the former Rams Rams duo uh, connection with Jared Goff and Josh Reynolds in that in that game. So we'll we'll see there and then. I think the, the 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 big one I'm I'm looking forward to this week is the Eagles and Jaguars. That's a very intriguing game. Um, Eagles are playing better than anyone right now. Uh, Doug Peterson's returning to Philadelphia. The Jaguars are, I think, surprising a lot of teams. Trevor Lawrence is playing well. I think the Jags are top five in DVOA this season so far. So I think that could be a really good game. The spread on that one was six and a half, which was kind of surprising, I think. So um, I, I, I see the Jaguars putting up a fight, and um, the Eagles are looking like the, a, a prime um, one of the one of the premier teams in the NFC. So if the Jaguars could could get a win against the Eagles that could uh, could benefit the Rams yeah that Eagles defense looks nasty they scared me heading into the playoffs last year and they only look that much better this year so they're going to be a, a hard out and, and it's a long season there's a lot can change by the playoffs but uh that that team has me shaking in my boots for sure so I, I'm definitely going to be have my eyes on the Chiefs Bucks game tonight the Sunday night game and uh that Bucks defense they look aggressive they look fierce and I want to see how a Chiefs offense with all without their best playmaker from a year ago, uh, Tyreek Hill, how they attack that defense and maybe this new approach of spreading the wealth and, you know, just taking what the defense gives you. Uh, we see the the benefits of that in this game, but I have a feeling the Bucks are going to come out on top, um, but we'll, it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. So regardless of the outcome of Monday night's game, the Rams host the Cowboys next week in week five, probably the return of Dak Prescott. And, you know, week six, they're hosting the Panthers. Then they already have a bye. So this season is flying by. Um, you know, the Rams, if they win this game, they have a really – they have a chance maybe, you know, taking on two. You know, the Cowboys are tough out, but someone like the Panthers. And really you can get in – you can get into the race for the top contender for the NFC, which is pretty much wide open at this point. So uh, it's going to be exciting to watch these things unfold and knowing what's, what's going to happen. But this, this Rams team that had a tough start to the year, they can really – capitalize on this and fire on all cylinders down the road so Blaine where can people find you on social media um what do you have planned for after the game in terms of articles and posts but uh, yeah what are your thoughts yeah so you can follow me on twitter at bgreesecdtr um excited for, the, for, for this Monday night game the 49 Rams is always 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 a good one and uh, this is a, this has been a rivalry that's been sort of renewed since the Rams came back to Los Angeles so it should be a good, good game on Monday night and then um, after the game I'll have the three plays that change the game and then if you haven't yet uh, earlier this week I asked the question of whether or not the Rams and Sean McVay have an offense problem um, there's but there's been some miscues um, I think early, early on this year that are that are, are worth asking questions about so if you haven't checked that out I recommend doing so and um, yeah, look, look, looking forward to this game on Monday. 
Nice. And you won't find JB Scott anywhere. He's a social media ghost, but that's okay. You can check out his work or my work, I guess. The winners and losers right after the game, always a big hit. And if you disagree, let's let's talk it out in the comments section. So uh, thanks, for everyone. Hope you hit subscribe on the podcast. And definitely we'll see you next week. So go Rams.